So Hi. Hi, ladies. Welcome to Sanctuary by Sanctuary. Let me redo that. Rewind. <laughs> Welcome to Sessions by What's the name of Sanctuary Sessions? Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Sanctuary Sessions by Charlotte Noir. Hi, ladies. Hi. I am Jessica, your host. What it do? I am here with Ashley. Hi. And Cherise. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Huh? They're both from the East Coast. Like, oh, that's true. I'm West Coast now here by myself. <laughs> So, but maybe we should just be specific for the audience. We are east and west coast of North America. <laughs> yes. Right. More specifically, the United States of America. <laughs> to be precise. So we are episode two. Like this podcast is moving. I love it. It's moving. And, I love it. And can we talk about how, um, like, where this came from? Just like a, a brief intro. Charlotte Noir is a curly hair um, hair care brand and based in Geneva, founded by moi and all of you. For you, by you, curls. <laughs> by you, curls. Curls come in different sizes, colors, shapes, nuance, all that. Yes. So we're happy to be here with you all to represent for all the curly girls and, and boys. And yes. or, as, a, as a side note, I am a curly girl. I'm just straight for this particular moment because I got a fantastic surprise. However, I am a curly girl. And you are Charlotte. <laughs> and I am 100% a Charlotte. Yeah. I am a Charlotte, too. Oh, we're Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh. And we don't discriminate against the Charlies. I know Hannah was like, you know, for the girls. But <laughs> girls we're, for the girls. Girls for the girls and the boys and the, <laughs> and the everyone, like whoever you are, girls around the world shout out to my girl hannah shout out to hannah so today our the episode we're talking about friendships whoa that's yeah and this is gonna be part one out of maybe many i think i think it should be ongoing right because friendships evolve you learn new things i think it should be ongoing and also there are so many different perspectives yeah, yeah. on friendships so i i think you should do it again okay sure. and friendships are life Yes. Friendships are life. Relationships are life. Hey, hey. All of it. Yeah. Okay. Word. Okay. Okay. So, so I wanted to open this up, ladies, with because we are in Geneva, Switzerland. Okay. And we are expatriates. And so let's talk about friendships in Geneva. Can we give like a quick, like, what is that like for you? Or has it been like for you forming friendships in Geneva? Well, actually, before we even begin to answer that question, I would really just love it for us to set the intention for this space. (laughs) Let's light our candle. Let's set the intention. Jess, I'll allow you to state the intention of this space. 
the intent of this space is to be a brave space. Yeah. yeah. Space for everyone to come in, give their their thoughts, their opinions, or to be silent. Yeah. You don't always have to vocalize, right? Sometimes it's just a feeling. And we're here for all of that. So thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you. So let's dive in there. Friendships in Geneva. What? What can we say? Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. Come on. Give me give me some meat, potatoes. Would you like to start, Cherise? Why not? I mean, I I think I had a strategy when I came to Geneva, you know, because I knew I was, I've been moving around the U.S. for quite a bit of time. This is my first kind of international experience. And I came in the winter. And anyone who knows Geneva in the winter, friendships are but <laughs> down. Drink. Everyone is inside. Everyone is inside, hibernating, isolating, whatever. And so I started out kind of realizing that I had a few friends already I knew when I came, but I was like, I need more. And over the course of the first year, I just focused on work friendship, like people through work that connected me, my friends I met through events like meetup and other things. I had a good friend who organizes events. I was like, count me in, tell me when it's happening, I'm there. Yeah. So I needed as many circle of friends that I could get because you never knew where to pan out, you know? So that was my strategy. But are you an in, are you an introvert or extrovert? I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I've learned to be extroverted. I've learned to be social because I moved around a lot. I needed to adapt. Um, and so even though it's uncomfortable for me, I will put myself out there. Okay. But I need my re- regeneration time. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm, people see me and they think social, but. Totally. Social. Total social. Okay. Oops, we know, we know. She's not social. That's interesting, though, because now I'm wondering if I am an extroverted introvert or if I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm. That's a thing? It is a thing. Yes. Is that a thing? Yes, it actually is a thing. And my instinct is that I am probably an introverted extrovert. I think it comes really naturally for me to be amongst people, but I also am learning that time with myself is absolutely essential, actually. It's essential for maybe regenerating my energy. It's essential for getting in touch with myself. It's essential for thinking my thoughts and feeling my feelings. Mm-hmm. And... Those are things that I didn't think I needed when I was younger. Those are things I'm only realizing I'm needing now. And how does that relate to your friendships? It's this, interesting. This now this characteristic. It's yeah. interesting because when I arrived, my plan was a little bit different because I arrived married to a Swiss man who already had his circle of friends. Mm-hmm. And thus I was kind of thrust 
into a group of friends automatically. Okay. It didn't mean that those friendships resonated with who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were really nice people. They just weren't my people. And in the end, I found myself making a lot of efforts to go out and be social that didn't really feel good to me, actually. Mm -hmm. And and it didn't feel good for maybe a multitude of reasons, but it didn't feel good. It felt a bit forced in a lot of senses. And it wasn't until my husband and I split up and I was on my own that I started finding the friendships that I did feel aligned with and that were supportive to the person that I wanted to be. Mm. It wasn't about who I was at that moment solely. It was also the person I wanted to be in the future. And so I think that separation, that divorce really changed things for me in a lot of ways in terms of thinking about the obligations that I have to sociability mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because everything for me when I arrived was like, you just have to be social. You just have to go out. But before you, you arrived, have have the you, drink. but before you arrived, you were how? Before I arrived, I was social, but I had my group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. I was in New York. I grew up in New York. Yeah. It was a different kind of thing. Yeah. And so forced. I'm not able to really compare truly because yeah. that situation was a situation where I knew people for many, many, many years. We had history. Yeah. Plus, we had history. We had experiences. But I realized moving here at the age of 30, I have no idea how to make You're starting friends. over. It's from scratch. And it's from zero. It is from zero. And how do you make friends? And it gets more complicated as we get older. Yeah. Because before, there's an automatic shared activity. You're in school, you're doing something, and you just make friends. It's just easy. But as you get older... You become more specialized in your life, what you care about, what you want. And so what's valuable for you, like you said, you get to understand who you are more and more. And then you're not so, it's not so easy to find that match. Mm. That match that says, okay, we connect, we gel, let's hang out. Because the responsibilities have changed. Your, who you are has grown. Who you are has grown, yeah. yes. You've evolved. You've evolved. You've become this version of you that exists today. And that version might not be the version that you're familiar with. In my case, I was not familiar with myself mm. at that time. I still introduce myself very often when I'm meeting new people as a woman who is meeting herself for the first time. Mm. Still. Still. And then how can you introduce your new self to these new people, the new self that you don't even know, that you don't fully know? Yeah, and I think that's why I have this tendency to say, I am a woman meeting herself for the first time because it gives enough honesty and space for evolution. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be the person that you pigeonhole into any particular thought or expectation. Mm-hmm. I am a person who is consciously evolving. I am a person who is aware that I am evolving. I know 
that the way I feel today might not be the way that I feel tomorrow. I have a question. Yeah. Because it's funny. Because we talk about, think about our childhood friendships. Okay. Think about those friendships you made in college or whatever. Those we tend to keep because there's history. We can may not talk to those people for months, for even years sometimes, but when we connect, we feel like, okay, this is my, there's loyalty. There's something there that says, we're not giving this, this person is still my friend. And sometimes in the case, best friend, but we can talk about that later. So these new friendships within the present time where we're evolving, seem to be we have less tolerance for them lasting tolerance yeah you know what i mean like i feel like we have more tolerance for the long term versus the new ones that we're connecting with we're like okay this seems not aligned or this seems toxic or this seems whatever we feel like is negative to our perceptions of friendship and so we just feel more easily letting go. But is that right? Like, we give more grace to long-term relationships. And that feeds into something that Ashley and I were speaking about, with, like, calling, instead of calling your friends out, calling them in. Calling them in. This was, a, this, was, this was a thing. This was a thing that I was thinking about because as I happen to be at this moment experiencing some challenges with a friend of mine. I was trying to think about how I was going to approach a conversation with her. And I I specifically worded that way because I don't want to think about it as a confrontation. I don't want to think about it as something that I need to aggressively protect myself Mm -hmm. in. I want to think about this person as my friend. Mm -hmm. And it's a friendship that I want to continue beyond this difficulty. And I think recognizing that I wanted this friendship because I value my friend as a person, I think that changed the way that I... I'm wanting to approach, actually, because I really came to the situation with a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of how do you not realize? But then I had to take a step back. First of all, there are plenty of things that many of us aren't realizing, right? Right. We come to things when we come to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a friend, you are consciously making a decision to meet a person where they are. But how long have you known this friend? It's just so years. 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 Not many of the years, but this is a friend who has been a friend for more than half of the time that I've lived in Switzerland. So I've been here for eight years. I've known this person a minimum of six, possibly seven. Okay. And oh, wait, so, wait. So what do we think about the time? Is that long time? That's medium time. Like. I, I think, I think, <laughs> so, so the I medium, think it depends. Medium. Are we talking about an expat timeline? Mm-hmm. Are we thinking about an immigrant timeline? I say we because have to say But the tolerance, so if, if, if we were to label that a medium friend, mm-hmm. if, we, if we're going to put a label, then how much tolerance do you have to that relationship? Like when you get married, right? Mm-hmm. You, you fight, you get time, you work on things. When you have children, there's not a lot of space to, 
it's difficult. They're going to challenge you. And you just have to keep it moving. But someone you meet five, six years, you still give a chunk of your life to this person. It's true. And I think even more when you are in the expat immigrant situation, because Mm. I don't identify as an expat. I didn't come here for a job. I didn't come here not knowing that my life would be here. I came mm-hmm. here with a very specific intention to make my life here. Right. And so I identify more as an immigrant than I do as an expat. There was nothing that was simple or easy about me arriving here, except that I was married to a Swiss person. And that ended a year, a little more than a year after I arrived here and I found myself alone, Mm -hmm. alone facing a government that I didn't know, alone facing a government in many of the languages that I didn't speak, facing all of these different types of challenges. How do you find work in communications if that's what you did in New York, but you don't speak the language where you live now? You can't work in comms. I worked in fashion in New York. There's no fashion industry in Switzerland. But did you find friends that were on the same wave as you? No. I went through so many of the meetup meetings. I lived on meetup for a very long time. Just meeting groups of people. And like what was the it was the outcome? It was never for me. Do you still have at least one friend no. from these meetups? Just, None. Just, but there's no person that, even though it's not from meetups, yeah. there's no person that brought you through that tough period in your life mm-hmm. that was based here. Mm-hmm. So basically, you depended on everyone in the U.S. I think about it as you ask that question. And there was one person, but she also wasn't from here. She was French. Mm-hmm. And it was also a friendship that, About a year after my husband and I split up, I realized, actually, this was a friend for a season. This wasn't a friend for a life. Seasonal friends. Seasonal. That brings us to Reason, season, lifetime. Reason, season, lifetime. I believe every person comes into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. She was there for a season and she weathered many storms with me. Mm. I tried to weather storms with her as well, but I had to recognize at some point, actually, this is just meant to be a season. Thank you, friend, for that moment. I appreciate it. For that moment. I appreciated her. And that's the thing. That's for that season, friend. Even if I don't have the chance to express it to her directly, it's a thing that I still hold gratitude in my heart for. Yeah. Because I recognize how important it was for me. And I will never be able to say one bad thing about her in that moment. Mm -hmm. But that hurts a bit that... I understand this reason season a lifetime, but the season ones hurt sometimes because you, think, you don't recognize always because you think this person really should be a lifetime. Why are we only a season? And then we realize you're not someone's not serving the other in some way or more. Is that the that's, that's difficult. It's hard. It's like someone is only for a season. Honestly, that's I think those are the breakups that hurt more 
than the breakups that you have with someone who you viewed as a potential partner for your life. Because those are the breakups that come with a different type of expectation. Those are the breakups that come from a place of, I want to say it's pure, but really it's just vulnerability, right? You find a place of vulnerability with someone and you hope that you can hold on to that. That's hard to initiate even still. So that's why you treasure it so much. But wait, when, okay, let me ask this question. When do we know that that season is almost up? You know. Do you, you know? know? Wait, you but know. do you know before it, the game gets good? Or do you know, like, when do you, you know? know? When there's a challenge in your life mm-hmm. and that person doesn't step up. You know when you don't feel good in the presence of that person for whatever reason. You know when you know you need a friend and you feel lonely yeah. with that friend. Yes. Right? Yes. When you feel lonely with your friend, that speaks volumes. Really. That speaks volumes. But I'm curious, did you have any of those experiences? Actually, either of you, did you have those types of experiences where maybe you were making efforts to meet other people and to form these friendships that were meaningful and lasting, but they just didn't work out? No, we had to do I'm an only child, and so, and I moved around a bit, so I've learned to adapt, I've learned to flow, and I've seen relationships mostly kind of, they're there, but not there, it's like ghost relationships, maybe it's like ghost relationships, mm-hmm. because they're there and not there, because you know the history's there, the friendship in truth, you remember all the good things, the memories, but a lot of my friendships have left because of distance. Mm. It we still try to maintain some semblance or some name of friendship, but there truly is no friendship there in truth of real exchange. Um, because we're living different lives and we've just grown apart in the lives that we created and in our active them. Um as far as like true division. I've seen that more with others because for me, I also try to push the boundaries of my friendships because I feel like sometimes we call people friends, but they're really just associates. My parents used to always get on me and actually I get in trouble all the time. I'm not your friend or your associate. And it was like this big deal. Like my parents grew up in the generation, like don't call everyone your friend, but I'm like, and, but I'm learning as an adult, like, everyone's not your friend. And then also this idea of family. Mm-hmm. Talk about choosing our tribe, choosing our friends for our family. But I realize there are very few people that really see their friends as families. Mm-hmm. And in very few situations that you really, because if you were family, you would go through some shit. Oh, sorry, I don't know if there's <laughs> I'm glad that you asked before me. It's a very also where I get going to be an explicit, non-exclusive. You're going to put the the E. 
for explicit on Spotify for this. Stuff, leave that out. Stuff. And I find that there are very few people that will be willing to stick it out. Yeah. Mm. Most of the times people are like, you did this, you betrayed me, you did this, whatever, and not. I think I'm like, where with family, you don't do you you don't have a choice. True, true. And I think that's really interesting what you're saying because even if I continue with this one story around the friend that I currently have challenges with. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what drives me in this situation is the fact that I do truly feel like the friends I'm choosing are, or sorry, my friends are the family that I'm choosing. And I treat my friends that way. We can go through things, but I'm wanting for us to be able to come through those situations together somehow at the end. It doesn't mean that it's pretty throughout. It doesn't mean that it's perfect throughout. But at least we should have the type of relationship that we've established enough trust between us and enough vulnerability and understanding between us that we can be able to move through whatever challenges are coming but, up. But the truth is, sometimes you just can't. Both friends gotta want the same thing at the it, same time. That's why I'm sorry, if you both you don't can't. want it, it's not, it's very, it's difficult if you both don't wanna fight for it. Because in your family, there's like the under, well, we're family. So we're no matter what, we're family, right? But with the friendships, you just throw them away. Maybe I can ask you because you have siblings. And they, I don't know. If I have siblings. Yes, siblings as well. Well, one. And I think it's a little bit. I have a sibling. So you have inbuilt kind of friendship, a sense. Not no. all siblings are the same, you know. True, friendship. true. But in the case... Do you really feel the need, like your friends are extra, no? Or do you feel like your friends are truly, you know, a necessary item? Because when you have built-in family as friends, like if you have cousins or you mm-hmm. have siblings, yeah. you don't necessarily feel the need to have extra. Mm-hmm. Friendships are an enhancement of your life. Depends on those relationships within the family. One, yeah, I would say that. Two, I come from a huge family with a lot of girls. Shout outs to all the J's. Let me give y'all a shout out. Jasmine, Jasmine, Jamie, Janelle, Giovanna, uh, Jocelyn, Joya, Carolyn, you didn't get a J, but you're honorary J. (laughs) All of us, Janae, Javon, that's everyone? Okay, I hope so. Um, But we did grow up really, really close. And so that's true. We didn't search around for a lot of extra friends, but we're so multifaceted. That you need, there's still, you need this other, this extra sauce to go into your pot, right? Okay. It's, even that's not enough, even if you come from a big family. Actually. You still need more. I agree with you. And this question actually makes me think about someone really important to me. Mm. I, I would say I have one sibling 
okay. a brother, mm-hmm. a younger brother. We're just a year and nine months apart, so it's not a lot of difference. But we couldn't be more different. And I think that when I was younger, there was a lot of space for me to really grow a relationship with my brother. And I think that I was too young and maybe a bit too inexperienced to mm-hmm. recognize how my brother was reaching out to me mm, at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that maybe it's not a missed opportunity, but it was an opportunity that somehow I had bypassed. But you can go back, right? You can always go back. However, mm-hmm. or maybe not however, you can always go back and... We also have to recognize that now we are really different people. Mm-hmm. My brother is now a grown man with three girls of his own. Mm-hmm. Three. Wow. Meanwhile, and he's married. Meanwhile, I'm unmarried. I have no children. I've decided to leave the country. He lives mm-hmm. five minutes away from my parents. Okay. We are living very different existences. So I think now, even if we find a place of appreciation and respect for each other Mm -hmm. to build that friendship would be so much harder and require so much more intention Mm -hmm. than when we were in the same house under the same roof experiencing the same parents going to the same school at the same the connection is all there right the thing is we were always connected yeah we were just at slightly different places in our lives yeah would you call him a friend i wouldn't call him a friend and honestly that's the sadness of my life Mm -hmm. i wish that i could call my brother my friend and it's interesting because my last trip to the u.s was the first moment that I had a conversation with him where we had very different opinions because we have extreme, we couldn't be more opposite, actually. It was the first moment that I recognized, A, my brother is reaching out to me Mm. and wanting to have a relationship with me, even if he doesn't agree with everything that I say, but also I am wanting to meet him Mm -hmm. halfway on that because I also want a relationship with him in the way that he's wanting to. We're just really different and we're not sure how to get there but Mm. we want that. But that brings up a question for me. Mm -hmm. Do friendships need to have commonality and a sense of something that's the same? Because you talk about difference. Do our friends need to be aligned? with us are they really friends if they're not it's interesting that you asked that though because the next thing that i was going to go into was the story of my first best friend i'm gonna just hold on before we get into first best friend first best friend i think we have to wrap it up because we are we are at six percent okay Let's try it So I think <laughs> you're gonna have to. Um, yes, I'm at seven. That's right. You are also quite low here. I don't know where you're at because it's your phone, but you're low here. So I see it. We are going to take a small potty break. 
and we're gonna refresh ourselves with some Charlotte Noir curl serum. <laughs> Even if I don't have curls, I'm going <laughs> for the serum. Yes, which helps girl. straighten this out this morning, by the way. And then we'll and then we'll get we'll join the the session and a few. See you. Great. Great.